the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one father we thank you we thank you for all you do for us. We say thank you. The things we know and the things we don't know. The things we know and the things we don't know. Faithful is he who promised, who also will perform it. Thank you for doing more than we've asked for imagine. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may have your seats. I'm sorry I couldn't come up earlier. I really, really want to be here by five to catch late comers. I'll try my best by next week. By the grace of God, I'll be here by five next week. Say amen. Yeah. One reason to catch late comers. I was I succeeded on Sunday morning. All those visitors that come on Sunday. I entered the Gave them microphones to explain why they should come late. It was refreshingly merciless. How much more you? By the grace of God, I'll be here next week. Nepal people will not come and disturb me when it's almost time. We, we, we are going to be connected to the power grid. So make sure this is in your prayers. We've been for here for nearly three years. We've not had. There was a brief moment. There was some tapping of power from someone else, <laughs> which was poor quality power. How many faces was it? One face. Terrible power. We couldn't even use it most times. We had to off it and run the generator. But we spent massive amounts of money. Oh dear, this is not a family meeting. Sorry. Okay, so I should keep this discuss on Sunday morning. Provided I remember. I'm just coming from just not long ago in such a meeting, so it's fresh in my head. You know, one of the strongest changes I have to make is having meetings that are knowing that there are other people that are not part of our church family. Yeah, we are so used to being very close knit and used to sharing everything. We still do it a lot more than is normal, and I don't think we'll stop. I think the body of Christ has to get used to to being a family. The academic dimension, the school dimension of the church has been very strong, not the family dimension, and it's not balance. Apostolic doctrine, teaching, is just one of the things the church devoted themselves to. They also devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. A lot of what people think fellowship means is actually breaking of bread. If you've been in a Bible school, you'd have heard that expounded on thoroughly. What many people think koinonia represents is represented by breaking of bread. Scripture said they broke bread from house to house. Koinonia is sharing, breaking of bread is the emotional 
and mental dimension of the church families, the relational dimension. Koinonia is the material dimension where you meet each other's needs, where you give and then the leadership administrates the dispensing. That's koinonia. But breaking of bread represents oneness, sharing, being broken so others might eat and receive life, opening up. When you when people stand here and share testimonies, personal things, and they open up and they tell you things that are secret, things hidden, and people hear it and see your brokenness, like the bread being broken, breaking of bread, your flesh, where you su subject yourself, you break your flesh nature, you break your pride, you break you, you know, and your brethren can receive and say, wow, this is where this brother is coming from. That really happened to that sister. That means God can do it for me too. Where you make yourself vulnerable. That's a breaking of bread dimension. The koinonia dimension. The giving dimension. The sharing. The participation with one another. Is where you now. Those who had things. Houses, lands. Sold it and brought and laid at the apostles' feet. You know, and they took it and shared. So you see this in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 and chapter 4 very clearly. And then you can see it sprinkled throughout the epistles of Paul, Peter, especially the apostle to the Jews and the apostle to the Greeks. They are the two people that emphasized these things. Okay? And uh, then prayer covers all of this. Prayer enables the word understanding in prayer the lord speaks and gives you insight in a prayerful mood as you're studying the scriptures and talking with the lord insight comes as you are relating with people you're praying about it lord how do you want me to relate with this person lord what do you think about this and god can signify to you no 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 this one is not a brother mm -mm, this is not a brother this is not a sister this is a wolf. This is a wolf. This is not sheep. You know? So in relating, you also need to be prayerful or you will... Little Red Riding Hood. What happened with her? She went to her grandmother's house. Okay, I make way, but mutanda oyum namundo. I say literally riding hood. You're like Nigerian girl. I will be literally riding hood. She in this church. <laughs> It's a fairy tale. She's the she's the cousin of Snow White. Huh? <laughs> Stop thinking, please. He looks too. Let's say someone say, oh, is that yesterday's paper?" It's a red riding hood. a story, yeah. And she, you know, she. I can't remember it too, but she was going to. 
grandmother's house. Her grandmother had been swallowed by a wolf. You know, in fairy tales, you can't just swallow one hand. You don't chew. Yeah? Swallow hand. They put on the grandmother's bonnet. All right, so there are there are times where you're dealing with the big bad wolf. It is through prayer. So prayer will help you understand apostles' teaching. Prayer will help you break bread appropriately, not be selfish. People were eating and leaving others. That's what he said. Said that is not the Lord's table. If it's the Lord's table, he said it cannot be the Lord's table because one leaves full, another leaves hungry. So it simply means you're leaving people behind. But if you have the mindset of breaking bread, what the Lord was trying to convey, you carry each other along, each other, each other. Okay, it's not uh, everybody; it's each other. Um, and then you also have to ensure everything is covered by prayer in giving. Or next thing you're sponsoring. I'm beating God's speed. Have you read that in the book of First John before? Where he says you shouldn't be God's speed to certain people. Okay. So this is today's tidbit. Okay. Let's just throw it out before we do other things. We have a memory verse to learn. The book of Third John. It says, I think I've missed. Let me see if I'll find it. If you look at Third John, Third John, um, verse nine and ten. Now I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he's doing. Say so when he comes, he's going to call attention to a certain guy called Diotrephus. To what he's doing. Spreading malicious nonsense about us. Wow. It's in the Bible. BSV says malicious slander. NIV says malicious nonsense. I told you everything I say when I'm preaching is scriptural. Stupid. In the Bible. Nonsense. In the Bible. Oh. All you carnally-minded people, you say, Kai, no, now this pastor, how can he say nonsense? Rubbish. Rubbish. They by all. There's nothing I say that is not scriptural. I wouldn't say it if it's not in scripture. That doesn't mean you go out and talk anyhow. And I only more or less say it when I'm preaching. Because I have to be extra biblical. Spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that. He even refuses to welcome other believers. He doesn't refuses to give them a welcome. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Okay? And um, it's Second John. Give me verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Verse 11. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. Read with me. Whoever greets such a person shares in his evil deeds. So this one says greet. You know, 
King James, I believe, says beats God's speed. It does not mean greeting only, like good morning. No. It will beat him God, God's speed. Okay? He that beateth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deed. To beat someone God's speed means to support, to sponsor, to assist. Are you listening to me? So give us the two verses. 10 and 11. This is Second John. 10 and 11. It's showing you how it works. So you don't see it doesn't matter. If there comes any unto you and brings not this doctrine, start from verse 9, but put in BSB, some, not, not King James. You guys read with me, okay? Are we ready? One to go. Anyone who runs ahead without remaining in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever remains in his teaching as both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you but does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your home or even greet him. Whoever greets such a person shares in his evil deeds. Alright, so whoever beats such a person, God's speed, shares in his evil deeds. The expression is supposed to help us. Let me read uh, in International Standard Version. It says it nice or easy. Easy English. If you receive a person like that as a Christian, you are helping him to do wrong. You also are doing wrong. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is why it's very important that I was talking about prayer. Why we pray about things. Why we inquire. There are different kinds of prayer. There are prayers of inquiry. If you haven't gone through a series on prayer, again, the new people, there are things that you should absolutely make sure you have listened to. Amongst the things, and I don't care if you've been born again for 40 years, most people have never been taught the proper thing. They've never known what is right. It is what it is. Ah, if preachers, if preachers have gotten born again in meetings, when Maurice Cerullo was a 13-year-old boy who had a Jew, a Jewish boy from an orphanage who had recently had an encounter with Jesus, very powerful encounter, God said that they took him to share his testimony in his church, in a church. And as he's sharing with this family that adopted him, he gave an altar call and the pastor came out <laughs> with his wife. He thought it was a mistake. He thought two or three people come out the, from the pastor. Down. So many people came out. Because it's so, many people do not know the Lord personally. Many people are not personally acquainted with the Lord. They think they are, but they are not. And when you see those that are humble enough to agree. Now, most people that have attained a certain status will never agree that they have not been born again. It, they will be wondering, how will they appear? And because of that, on the day of judgment, they will give accounts to a God who does not show partiality. Because he doesn't care what you think, what anyone thought. That is like saying, I cannot be seen to run. I'm a big man. I'm a big woman. Can't just be running like a little child. If there's fire in your house, you will not run. If 
you're supposed to give your heart to Jesus and you don't because you think you're too big for people. How will they appear? Like the person who has fire in his house and refuses to run, get ready to die a fiery death. So if you're too proud to acknowledge that I've been going to church, I don't have a relationship with God. Some people, they gave their life to Christ and then took it back like one day after or two. Took it back since. Your life does not belong to God. It's yours. And the attitude is how will it appear? How can I start going out now? How can get ready to give account to the one who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing? Everyone is small in God's eyes. Nobody is a big person in God's eyes. Nobody. Okay. So this scripture says that there are people that you don't receive as Christians. I just just read it again. If you do, you enable them, you help them, you convey to others. One reason it is dangerous not to, and we teach this in our class on laying on of hands. If you've been through it, were you taught? Good. So in the class on laying on of hands, we teach about what, how you lay hands on people. Amongst the ways you lay hands is to, to lay hands is to commission people. So if you come in front of a group of people and say, ah, let's welcome the servant of God. Let's welcome all the ministers. God bless you, sir. God bless you. And amongst those people, this one is servant of God. This one is not a servant of God. This one is a servant of God. This one is, this one is the girlfriend of that one. Sinners like this. You were not careful. You don't, you didn't know those who labor amongst us and you brought them, presented them as men of God. What happens when this church member sees him on the road? How does she greet him? Good afternoon, pastor. The two people with her hear her greet him as Pastor Abby. When they see him in the supermarket, he's passing. Says, how are you? What would they say? Good evening. They'll say, Mr. Man. Do you see how it spreads? And how someone can become a pastor just because their pastor, their own pastor, kept him in front of everyone. That's why I've begged God to deliver me from nonsense in this one. If you know how many people have got into trouble through a thing as simple as what I'm saying. So from there, you presume he's a pastor. Now, whether he's a pastor or not, that's not the issue. The issue is, is he okay? So when he carries that man, like one pastor I used to know, pastor. Yes, good, good morning. How are you? God bless you. God bless you. He, he wore this attitude permanently. It was the most pastoral look I'd ever seen. He, he, he wore it like a cloth. And he was the most unpastoral person. But he... Does anyone, has anyone ever met? Yeah. It's one of the reasons I refuse to ever act like that. I am as pastor as I am. As pastoral. It's, that's proper English. But it's not carried. I'm as pastory. Yeah. <laughs> as I am. 
called, foresaw, chosen, gifted, graced, enabled, practicing. And I refuse to do those things because I've seen people. <laughs> the shoulders won't sit down. The shoulders physically. As if they are, as if they are not big. I wish, I wish I was wearing. As they introduce themselves, I am pastor. So this is how news of someone you don't know spreads far and wide. Meanwhile, he could be a murderer. He could be anything. But he has put, projected, pastor, 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 pastor. Therefore, you presume he's a pastor. Who said he is? And that's how you be bidding God's speed. Do you understand? Oh, man of God, please. Which way are you going? No, I can drop you. You drop him. Do you know where you just dropped him? At his girlfriend's house. You just enable fornication. From there, you enable, enable for one night. Next, you say, oh, man of God, no, don't worry. Please, just a little something. Because you've been told, help men of God everywhere. That's why you need prayer and everything. Are you understanding me? Yes, and next thing you say, oh, please, sir, just, just a small something. And you put 5,000. Just, please, sir, just. Yes, I'll tell my pastor I saw you. <laughs> Meanwhile, your pastor who operates on fear of man, like many, when he received him, he said, oh, I'm, a, I'm a minister of the gospel. Okay. God will help the church. Oh. Again, if what I'm saying is irrelevant, if, if, if millions of people have not entered into traps because of these things, then you can ignore what I'm saying. But if all over the place, people have trusted people by extension, not because they even said they are pastors, because their pastor gave the impression that they were worthy of the honor due a servant of God. For like even if that servant of God has gone bad, why would I enable you? Why would you feed a wolf so he can kill more sheep? That's the summary. Why would you feed a wolf, give it glucose to energize it, to hunt down more sheep? Why? So I beg God in this world to protect me. Beg God to protect me. And to protect everybody I'm responsible for. To do whatever we need to do. To pray about things. What did the book of Revelation chapter 2 say to the church in Ephesus? He said, for those of you who... He was commending them. He said, you've tested those that call themselves apostles and found them to be false. The word apostolos means one who was sent. A sent one. Revelations 2, 2. I know your deeds, your labor, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. Are you seeing that a good thing? Are you noticing they didn't call it love? Do you notice Jesus wrote to a church and said and commended them that they cannot tolerate those who are evil? Ah, your silence. It means, what does it mean? Some, 
Some of you open your arms wide. And it, well, well, let's not judge. It's okay, no problem. All of you just. You just mix everything. You know, I'm big on kindness and love, and we do good to everyone. But don't, when you're helping an unbeliever, say, I'm helping an unbeliever. Don't say, brethren. No. Umbel. Take this transfer money. I'm not saying you should call them that. I'm saying in your heart, you should know who they are. Are you understanding? Don't go misrepresenting them to everyone else. When you misrep, oh no, this is our brother. Oh, this is our sister. There was a time someone met me on the road. Someone who years before used to work in an office with me. He was a younger. He did his internship also in an office I worked with. And he, I haven't seen him for many years. I saw him on the street and he said, oh yeah, good afternoon, sir. I said, how are you? Where have you been? You're in New York? Oh, yes. Okay. Now, he had invited me to preach in their fellowship. This would be just years ago, when he was still in the university. But I remember his... So I'm like, okay, since I knew he loved God a bit, a bit, I know again, many people, they grow cold. Normally, he would have said, oh, sir, I want to see you. Oh, those, he used to like coming to me, come around my office then, you know, ask questions, you know. He was, I think he was a fellowship president or secretary or something, but he was. So I told him, oh, yes. Oh, now we are at so-so-and-so place. We meet on Sundays. There's a way his face looked when he said, I know. I know. I know one of your people. Then he mentions a rogue individual. So I know, and uh, uh, this person has told me about. He, the way he knew didn't sound like I. It sounded like I know, and I'm not interested in any way. In light of your member that I've met, let me complete everything that may have been in his mind. In light of your present membership, of whom I've met one, I don't think where you are is a place someone should come. <laughs> and I didn't say any of that out. But the way he's it was like, I, I, I'm aware I uh, told me I was like dear God she mentioned uh, so I went ah okay that person I've not seen that person for a long time but, you know I just had to disassociate I was still too nice if it's now say that one when you see her tell her to repent tell her she must be born again that's what I should have said mm, and those are the kinds of things I'll say now you know, them to get born again. Have they repented? So they won't mistake anything. Because I was even wondering if the poor bro has even fallen into sin with herself. No, he's not poor anything. That's his problem. <laughs> but I just felt, oh God. That's the person you met. Oh God. Oh God. It was so horrible. I'm everything that's judgmental. I better put back my Bible verse because there's always someone who is confused. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. Not do you notice they say who were evil? Huh? You know there's a difference between what someone has done in the past and what someone keeps doing. Yes, he that is born of God does not practice sin. And someone is present tense, living in sin. That's it. He says he cannot tolerate God. 
commends you for that. He admires it. Why? What's special about that? All the Psalms. David told you over and over again, Psalm 101. Says those who lie in sin, Psalm 15, Psalm 24. All over the scriptures, you should know God's attitude towards those who practice sin. He always frowns on it heavily. And he always compliments those who separate. Blessed is the man, the first Psalm, that does not stand in the counsel of the ungodly or walk in the counsel of ungodly. No, this is your translation. Maybe that King James. Huh? Nobody say I memorize that. Ah, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly? <laughs> nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scoffers. scoffers. <laughs> See, look at here. The, this is the first time. Blessed. The word blessed means happy. Happy is the man that has nothing to do with one, ungodly people, two, sinners, three, scornful people, mockers. People that mock at the things of God. People that say, see, let me tell you this Christianity thing. See, anyone that talks like that, he says, your life is blessed. Now everybody, people go around looking for people like me. Please, can you pray for me? Can you bless me? Then you spend your time with this. You're a, you're a, I want to say you're a joker, but I realize, no, you, you are a joke. Clown. So you spend, wait, wait, wait. You'll be blessed, how? Charge it. I bless you. Then you carry this big head. You carry to the, the ungodly. You stand with them. You walk with them. You sit with them. Okay, so this was a blessing, Abby. But the person that is blessed is the one that has nothing to do with these three characters. Ungodly, sinner, and scornful. Explain. Scriptures cannot be broken. You will be blessed when this is your company. How is that meant to work? I know someone is going to say, no, the, the, the blessing is greater. So scriptures have been broken. Even if you were blessed, you're unblessed. Okay, you finish spending time with us here. We bless you with everything we do here. Everything we partake in. Then you leave here. You go to a club. You sit out. This night, you leave here. You get there. I don't know if you go home first. You go to, you sit out. The ungodly is here. Telling you ungodly things you should do. The sinner is here. That one is any direction, just many things. The mocker is there. Say, so you, you go church. <laughs> Let me tell you, we are the church. See, see, every human being is church. See me, when I wake up Sunday morning in my house, my room, I have church with me inside my heart with my God. 7.30. I enter my first bottle. And then start to say things like, you know, Jesus drank wine. Just, those are mockers. Making a mockery of the things of God. You, any blessing you got, you have lost. Blessed is the man who does not keep company.
Psalm 133 says that how good and how blessed it is when brethren how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Go on. For there, jump to the last verse. Three. Last line. Read it me. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing. Even life forevermore. Where did God command the blessing? When you are in unity with brethren. Not when you are in unity with ungodly sinner and scoffer the opposite so your company gives you a blessing imparts a blessing like here now or your company removes a blessing it's direct and then some people try to carry the two this christianity thing i've tried it's just that it just doesn't work for me you better put your act get your act together before you meet your maker you better. For all those, and there are many all over the world, this has been one of the arguments in every sector. Does a Christian, and uh, if we don't mix it in, how will we reach out to them? The way we reach out to them, the way we've been reaching out to them since we gave our hearts to Jesus, by staying with our brethren. Then when we launch out, we go like war. The Bible tells you how. Jesus practiced it, the apostles, everyone practiced. Repent! For the kingdom of God is at hand. How? I don't understand what you're saying. It's okay. Let's sit down. No. What would you like? Okay. Give us two cups there. You know, and, uh, and what, what, you like fries? Okay. So, all right. So, I, as I passed, I, I prayed. I, I think, you know, and you preach to the family. You're in charge of this engagement. You didn't invite Jesus for an engagement and you were in charge of it. Have you read your Bible? You haven't? You didn't see when people invited Jesus for their own banquet. You didn't hear what he said in someone people's banquet. You were never over him. It doesn't matter that it's your house. It doesn't matter that it's your food he's eating. You're not in charge. That gathering, that setting, you are not in control of it. You brought salt into a pot of soup. When salt comes, it takes over. Or the soup swallows the salt. Has soup ever swallowed salt? It swallows it and silences the salt. You are the salt of the world. Has darkness ever swallowed light? And you put on the light. Who, who is in charge? When you put, that's the only kind of Christianity I know. I see people do funny things, and that's why some people are not ready. You don't have enough oil to go anywhere, because when they send you into darkness, you make it darker. Some people say, yeah, the salt. You're not any salt here. Last time I tasted you, you tasted more like water. Cool down. Stay with salt and become salt. Are you hearing? Absorb saltiness in the bag of salt. Are you hearing me? Then when you go out into a place, when touch, salt touches your tongue, you know salt has come. Not the one that they are not sure. Jesus was salt. He was light. And he told us to be the same. If you habitually enter into places and it, it neutralizes you, please keep quiet. Don't tell any stories about how, if we don't mix, uh, how will we reach out to them? They have reached out to you and they have breached everything that you ought to be. 
No, I just sat with them. You know, just, I just said, let me know. So it won't appear as though, as I'm looking down at them. So I now said they should give me one bottle too. That's how and I came and come and came and come. I, I, I'm not the one that called her. She's the one that can't sat on my leg. After I now came and come and kiss me. I don't even know. It was just as if they used jazz on me. Next time they'll use a belt on you. you go so well. <clears throat> come and come and come and came and salt. So you take me to a place. I'm either in my bottle, the bottle of salt. It didn't disturb me. I won't disturb you. The salt is not coming out today. I'm there, neutral. But you don't get to me either. You don't come into my shaker now. You don't come into the salt shaker. I'm neutral. I'm, I'm immune to all around me. But if you shake me, when I sprinkle a little, you know I was there. Are you understanding? Uh, that's the only. That's how we relate with the trial of unblessedness. That's how you relate with them. When you're in that space, you dominate. The things Jesus said in the few occasions they invited him for, they are enshrined in eternal script. Where's the? Where are the things the other people said? Nobody knows. But what Jesus said is <laughs> pat down. There, it's in people's occasion. They start saying things like, "See, when they invite you for something, don't look for the biggest seat. You look at what they are doing and preach it." Gentle Jesus, he can wild. That's the proper version. <laughs> Simon, a certain man. He <laughs> don't start telling stories. He that is forgiven much. Which one do you think will love more? You don't tell it as a story. Then you turn and keep eating your food. You remember what he has said forever. Because the salt jar is them that he didn't cause trouble till they start talking about why he's aligned that woman touch his leg. Ah, you shook the salt. <laughs> you should, should have left him alone. So he starts shaking, starts sprinkling. People will leave the offended. If they are left him alone, at least they will leave the way they came. Now, nah. not when they shake you, water comes out. Nothing. What comes out is empty water. Eh, well, yeah, Sha, yeah, you're just agreeing. Why did you go there? When they to agree to every nonsense, they face you and challenge you directly. They open your mouth and say, do your head like a male agama. Nodding left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not even talking about the one that betrayed Jesus. Deny the Lord. Just sit there and say, me too. Yeah, me, me. No, I'm not all those Christians who, me, 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 me. Listen, I wouldn't be saying it if you're not listening to me. You're here. <laughs> what should God do to a child like that? When you are around sinners, because you won't stay away from that, you'll be denying Jesus. 
saying, I don't know him. Me? No, me, I'm not all these Christians that carry things. Me, I don't believe. I believe they should, people should be balanced. By balance, you mean totally compromised. You say balanced. Balanced in what? In cowardice. Have you read the list of people that are going to the lake of fire in the book of Revelation chapter 21? What's the first on the list? Cowards. Cowards. People that whenever they hear, crack, crack, instead of pulling their own gun, they start reciting the Quran. Immediately. Anything at all that seems like, ah, this might cost me, I might be at risk. You start denying Jesus. Immediately. A coward. You're not fit. For the kingdom. And you want to serve the king. Can you imagine a king whose soldiers are cowards? When a mocker comes, you join and laugh. <laughs> when a sinner comes, you you join and sin. When when, when the ungodly speak, you you join you're ungodly too. Why? For what? You want to ask God to forgive you for all such nonsense. Okay, you want to ask God to forgive your neighbor for all sorts of nonsense? Bend your head and pray. This is preamble exhortation. Oh yeah, ask God to forgive you for every time you have denied him. And not behave like the salt of the earth or the light of the world. Nobody knows what you are. In the spirit realm, demons are confused. Ask God to forgive you for being a quack. Sinning with sinners, lying with liars. Father, forgive. Forgive the compromisers, the ones who deny you, the ones who look down on you. Forgive. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to pray that God should deliver us from false brethren. Is that a good prayer? Two ways. One, you do not be false. Give your heart to Jesus for real. Two, treat brethren like brethren. Treat false brethren or non-brethren like non-brethren. How? How you treat people? When you mix it up, I've shown it to you in the Bible. You can't say you didn't see. When you beat God's people, when you empower someone to be sinning, because you're too cowardly, because you won't pray about things, because you think someone has told you God accepts everyone. He calls all men to repentance. Have you read that before? They continued in the breaking of bread and koinonia, sharing what they had. With brethren. When you feed a Christian who goes out to be a Christian, or better still, a disciple who goes out to do God's will, you are extending the kingdom of God. You are saying God gives speed to this one who is extending the kingdom. When you empower an ungodly soul who goes from there, to go and do ungodliness. You have not empowered the kingdom of darkness. 
An unbeliever is hungry, you give him food. Thirsty, you give him water. An unbeliever needs transport to where? Where are you going to, sir? Please. You can't depend on me like that. Oh, a widow woman, unbeliever, children, okay. She uses it for food. But you, I don't know your way. I'll empower you to go about doing darkness. I may even give you a right to go and commit armed robbery. Why would I want to do such a So you, this is why you must pray always. Are you understanding? God is able to take care of you. God is able to strand you. You. God is able to make you forget to carry money. Are you listening? God is able to make you to not carry money that day. And they are not empowered. God is able to do whatever is required to enable you to carry out his plans. If you know you're not saved truly and nobody knows your way, ensure you get saved and your ways are straight. If you know someone that clearly does not fear God, I say, oh boy, I beg now, just uh, and you're this coward. No, what did we read? What did the Bible say in verse 11? Second John verse 11, they've forgotten already. What did he say is your own situation? You are a shareholder in darkness. Are you hearing me? You are a shareholder in the evil deeds. Is, is that, did Pastor Ita write those things or it's in the Bible? Now, these are the kinds of things Christians don't even think about. Just go on with your life. You're going around empowering evil. God said you share. He said you should know that you have a share when they are counting out the dividend. Counting out the dividend. And they are saying, take this. This is your share. That is your share. Know that your own cut is there. Know it and know it clearly. Don't act like, okay, I am not too sure of what happened here. I am this and that. No. You will get a shot. That's um, when the day comes, people will stand and be shocked. And when God says, all right, for the matter of the murder of 17 people, right? then they make mistake for heaven. No, now that, I'm not involved in that now. No. <laughs> Angel, sorry, what's your name? <laughs> no, me, mother, never. <laughs> I used to see, my family member, even to kill mouse, when they used to kill these small baby mice, I never had the heart. I used to even tell my siblings, don't do it. Don't do it. But they, they were more hard-hearted than me. You will find out they don't make mistakes upstairs. Because, you say, eh? oh, transport money. You provide, you knew the girl said, it seems she has taken in. You're the one that used to provide her abortion money. You. Say, no. Then they come. Keep listening to your preachers that teach you false grace and say, no, it's all under the blood. Ah, judgment, they will be bloody. Ah, I pity false grace preachers. Dear God. Ow! Because when their church members catch them. Ah! Oh God. To be bad. Believe false grace. 
discard every scripture like this. When the scripture tells you that you're sharing in someone's evil deeds, question, how do you share? If it means nothing, then why does the Bible say it? Someone tell me the possible interpretation. Let's presume you believe in false grace. Someone say adulterated grace. Tell me the possible interpretation of how you can share in someone's evil deeds. Oh yeah? Okay. Are there consequences? Are there no consequences to evil deeds? Uh, so when he says you share in the evil deeds, what does it mean? What can it mean? Please, I'm serious. Help me. What do you think it might mean? Uh, is it when they tell the person, come here for these 82 crimes you committed in your lifetime? Uh, where are those that shared in it? You people, eh? You shared. You shared. Go and sit down. But you shared, you. You shared, you. You. Left. 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 <laughs> it's not right here. It's all left. <laughs> Yes, someone, someone, you want to help me? What do you think? Think of the nicest, most optimistic interpretation of that passage you can give. Come on. Even if this is your first time, help me. I always, I always ask questions. I don't know everything, so I like learning from God's children. You saw a hand? Uh -huh. If you, if you misfire, I'll fire you. No mercy. Uh, tell something for okay. Mike. Okay. Bearing false witness against your neighbor. Like okay, Tata, collect the microphone, please. I said someone should explain. Who, who did not understand my question, I beg? Because that first hand raised, I did not understand the question. Then why will you open your mouth when you don't understand the question? Everybody that understood kept their hand down. You that didn't understand, you now open your mouth. <coughs> yes? Yes, yes, yes. Anyone? I said, where are all the optimists in this place? Come on now. Keep the passage there. Put it in different translations. Come up with a nice, sweet, possible meaning that is not so bad as actual. What would the Bible mean when it says you share or have a part in someone's evil works? What, what, what good, what possible meaning can it mean that is not punishment? Punishment is not involved. Yes, please, anyone. Huh? Raise it well now. Oh God, go to the mic. Give him now. Ah, you want money? Okay, for someone to share in that person punishment or that man of God punishment is that if they want to give him either 50 strokes, you... Collect the mic. <laughs> I've said you don't understand the question. What you're about to say is what I think. I'm looking for a a grace-soaked version, a false grace-soaked version. Okay, yes. So, so the thing is that the person is likely to receive a portion of the consequences. Of the my <laughs> I don't know. All of you are pessimists. Why, why are you like this? I want someone with a positive outlook of what our Lord could have meant here that does not end badly. A happy po possible. Ah, God does not do things like that. Yes. Um, 
when when you get when you do an evil deed and you get rewards, it means the person will share in the rewards that comes from the evil deeds. Eh? The person will get rewards. The person will get rewards for his evil deeds. You need grace to be able to share that kind of thing. Yes. So, someone online says it could just mean that you enable the sin, not that you share in the punishment. You partook in the sin, not its consequence. That's the nicest I've heard so far. There are two hands. Are you, you've changed your mind? Don't misfire, I'll fire you. It's the same thing, That's honestly. How the person would say that it's out of the rewards that you share. And they would use it quoting the scripture of the land which you did not sow in, you will reap from. So yes, even if the person sinned, or let's say I sponsor the person to steal. Since I'm a Christian, when I go to heaven, the reward will be for me. Like that money that they stored That's for the me. That's the same thing I never exactly. seen said that. So two of you are saying the same thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen a contortionist before? This way that can turn their body like a snake. Even a contortionist could not do what you guys just did. I said that was the last one. What do you want to say? That so some people encourage the sin, but then they'll ask for forgiveness later. I asked you for the interpretation of what you say means. So that's what that's why people say. Mind. <laughs> the last three people or four said something that is up what I'm looking for is close to it almost makes sense the first the most horrendous one is the one who gets rewarded for a sinner's behavior the next one that is not so bad but it's impressive in its crookedness perverseness is the one that says you will partake in the sin but not the consequence so it's just telling you see you help them sin uh, you have shared in his sin i don't like it though that's all the question is this what does the scripture say is the reward for evil deeds and why does it bother to tell you you are sharing it when there's no consequence why why tell you why tell you why are you informed it already said give me verse 10 it already said you should not receive him into your home so is it saying if anyone comes to you but does not bring correct teaching that you should not receive him to your home or encourage him because it's neither here nor there whether you receive him to your home or encourage him sir but 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 don't but but whether you do or not so every other scripture that says don't do something you can just go ahead and do it but just know that god doesn't like it to god doesn't like it to that's all Shall we sing that grace my about? 
What does the Bible say? So I can just live here and go and do anything I like. Sponsor all sorts of wrong way. Because there's no consequence. It's neither here nor there. So on what basis are we striving for righteousness? The grace of God that brings salvation, Titus 2, has appeared unto all men, teaching them to live righteous, sober, and godly lives. Why should he teach us? Well, it doesn't matter if we don't if we live unrighteous, drunken, and ungodly lives. Why does it matter? I think the answer is throughout, especially the writings of Paul. He said it over and over again, that you will be rewarded. John also, you will be rewarded for your deeds, whether good or evil. You will be paid. You will be repaid according to your deeds. Let's go to the last chapter of the Bible. So we are sure that this is after the cross. We are sure. We are sure, absolutely, that this one was written after everything. Huh? We can read from verse 12 to 15. Oh, no. We'll read from verse 11. Are you there? Let's read together. One, two, go. Let the unrighteous continue to be unrighteous, and the vile continue to be vile. Let the righteous continue to practice righteousness, and the holy continue to be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me. To give to each one according to what he has done. Pause. So, if, depending on how you live, you'll be rewarded according to what you believed. Y yes? The believers. You'll be rewarded according to what you have preached. According to what you done. Done. God forbid works. You know what has happened to people? What has happened to people is when you catch a guy that says he loves you and wants to marry you. He says, I want to marry you. Ifama. You catch him with seven different girls over a period of three months. And every time he comes over to you, he says, Ifoma, Ifoma, you don't understand. Ifoma, you're the one. Ifoma, Ifoma, I want to marry you. Ifoma, please. Ifoma, hear me out. Ifoma, Ifoma. That's how many people behave. How many of you pity Ifoma? No, hold on, put down your hand. How many of you will pity her if she says I do? Collect his ring. Why will you? No, you don't understand. Pity. You don't understand the way I'm using the word pity. I mean, you're really broken hearted for, for her. Like, 
when when Oga does wonders without end after they marry, you'll be sitting in your house every day and think you are oh poor informer. How many of you will be, be that concerned about informer? How many of you think if I was looking for something and she found it? Yes, sir. How many of you think that if you shoot an antelope, what you eat will not be pork? <laughs> when they cook what you shot, how many of you know when you taste it, you, you not, it'll be what you caught? Huh? What the hunter took in hunting. It's what you eat, though. So he said, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Tobe Chuku said he loves me. See, for me, you know you I worked with at least four times. We went home from class. We saw him. For me, are you mad? I told you then, over and over again, even up to the wedding day, I told you he was calling my friend sister. He said, I believe when we marry. If Omar do not become sane now, stay insane as you were before. Remain. Because the moment now that you see your eyes clearing, you cannot come and be sane now. Madness carry you in front of train. As train, you, do, you now come and have sense. No, insanity. Go, oh, mommy, <laughs> or something. At least pass away unaware. I will be agree. That if you have commenced a journey of insanity, it is not very wise to come to. The last time. don't come to at all, just from, from there, pass. How many of you agree? This is see, I'm giving counsel to I love everyone, so I always give counsel to both sides. You cannot wait till uh, I do, I do, I we do, they do, everybody has seen they doing. See, it's like the day after the wedding, and now I realize. Huh? Don't realize so you can be happy for a while. Don't realize. And that's the wisdom I will give to you. Okay? Uh, reward is given according to what you do. Uh, Abby? According to what? So, can you tell me after seeing this place that you think the rewards will be the same? It will be the same reward. Whether I did evil or not. No, you'll be reward, rewarded according to what you did. And if you will share in people's rewards who did evil, I am sorry. Your experience is going to be some of what the evil do I experience. That will be given to you. Whether it's 10%, 20 30 depending on how helpful you were. Never help people do evil for your sake. Never help people do evil, ever. You're about to help them, then you realize it's evil. Stop. Stop being carried away by what people think. Never help someone do evil. Don't help them. 
or you have shares accumulating, waiting for you. Don't help people do good. Protect those that are oppressed. Help those who are suffering for righteousness sake. But do not empower a wicked person. Amen. Ask God to deliver you from wicked and evil people. Pray. Jesus, help us. Save us from those that do not fear you. Deliver us from evil and wicked people. Keep us separate from them. Reveal them to us from afar. Ask God to reveal them to you. Even when you cannot recognize them. Let me know them, oh God. This is what prayer is for. So God will help you. That you might not give yourself to people who do not fear God. My reward is with them. Finally, John chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. I'm just confirming for those who might have not okay, heard things like this before for any strange reason. 24 and 25. Can you read with me? This is the Lord Jesus speaking. It's two verses. And both of them are short. One to go. But Jesus did not entrust himself to them, for he knew them all. He did not need any testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. Hmm. Who is this? Are you better than Jesus? So if you like, walk around like Georgie Podgy, pudding and pie. I think it's George Potter. He used to hold his head high. He fell into a well. They didn't teach me in school. I just read lots of things. I came across that guy. He fell into a well. I'm almost sure it's him. I think he also pulled girls' head and made them cry. George Potter. No, it's not George Podge that fell into the well. George Podge putting and pie kissed the girls and made them cry. When the girls came out to play, George Podge ran away. No, this is not George Podge. The person I'm thinking about used to, <laughs> it was a limerick. He used to hold his head like this. And they were, if you like, carry your head in the sky and pretend nothing means anything with it. <laughs> 
Say, no, 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 me. Look at me. I, see, I trust people like this. It's embarrassing. If you know how I trust people, eh? <laughs> even you'll be angry with me. But I've told you in advance, so you cannot be angry again. But I trust people, but I'm not naive. I trust you willingly. I know there's cookery in you. And I still say, uh, take. Uh, ask God, please protect that thing. It's, it's willful. It's like Jesus, knowing Judas, knew where he would pray. And he would bring people. He, he knew. It's calculated self-committal. So you commit yourself to someone. But to be unaware that mankind has the ability to do and undo. <laughs> no, don't be. Don't be. Entrusting yourself to someone should come after some testing. After some testing. Go back to where we started in Revelation 2. Verse 2. Let's finish that. Learn a memory verse and go into the word, maybe. I know your deeds, your labor, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. That's why I packed. Read with me. And you have tested and exposed as liars those who falsely claim to be apostles. So, does God mind that you test people? Eh? Or you open your mouth wide and swallow everyone? Everyone? That, no, the person says he's a man of God now. No, now. I don't like this thing you're doing. Didn't you hear? He said, Pastor Mpo. <laughs> That's all. Uh -uh. According to these people, were who did they say they were? God has set in his body first. So to be an apostle, is he a small thing? You are at the you you are at the top of the hierarchy. First Corinthians chapter 12. We are at the top of the hierarchy. Give them, give them, give them. There are people here that don't know Bible. God has set in the body first. Verse 28. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles. Karabashataka. Mendacity. <laughs> Second, I'm a prophet of God. Hallelujah. So you carry number two in the church. Third, teachers, number three. Then, because of miracles and those with gifts of healings, helping, administration, and various tongues. All of these jobs in the spirit, I don't want to elaborate. These are ministries, services, diaconia. These are services. Evangelistic gifts, healing gifts, 
restorative gifts. Everything here happens in the spirit, soul, and body. Everything helping. God has set first the job of foundation laying. Second, the conveying of the mind of God. Thirdly, education in the spirit. Fourth, restoration by miraculous means. Healing, mending. I found out that people are not healed all at once. Many people don't know this. Someone may be healed in the physical instantly or gradually. But amongst the most important areas of sozo, healing, therapeo, ayama, three major words used for healing in the Bible. Primary healings happen at the soul level, not physical. Soul. As a pastor, I've seen people healed multiple times, stage by stage. This year, one year later, two years later, four years later, healings of different things. And someone gets healed of a wound in the soul of something their mother said to them when they eat. Then another time they are healed of being mocked by their classmates. Then another time they are healed. Now, a lot of this healing happens without you noticing as you're hearing the word and you're believing it and encouraged. Portions of your soul are being healed. But many people don't get healed if you're not under gifts of healings. So it stays with the wound. So you look at someone and say, this person has been born again for 18 years. But there's a way they react to things that is so abnormal. You wonder, how can you be a Christian like this? It's a wound, an unhealed wound. Most people die with their wounds. Eh? They've been born again 42 years. But there's a wound that they never received balm on. Because the balm ran out of ran out in Gilead. They don't let some people never let some people come to certain areas. Oh yes. Ah, <laughs> you don't touch them. Yeah. Ah, ah. They slap you. The way they react, don't come near my wound. So they preserve it. But you and I know that no wound can be healed except it's exposed. Whoever healed an unexposed wound? Wounds must be exposed. And one of the ways I've seen Christians grow the fastest, the most capably, is when they make themselves vulnerable and say, doctor is here. That those who Covid, they are the ones that cannot sit down. That's why they never have rest. They are like the wicked. Ow! They are like the wicked who has no peace. Because they will never allow themselves to be healed. Last night, teaching, teaching me this around 1999. This one, not me person teach me. And he gave me practicals. I was still in the university. Some people being healed. Now, I think it goes with a pastoral gifting, but that's why we need pastoral gifting. People focus on external healing and carry wounds inside. 
a prophetic person saw someone who used to act somehow, and God opened his eyes. He saw that the woman had spears up to six feet long sticking out of her in all directions. So even from that distance, you already, you know if someone has a spear sticking out of them, by the time you're there, you haven't gotten to them, but you've touched the spear. It's already, so they are in pain constantly. That's how you can be in a place. You say something with a clear mind. Ah, your own. <laughs> okay, you like to pass me a bit. Leave it. Normal people go, me? You, you that like to that. And that's the end. This guy flips the table. Why do you say that to me? That's become incredible. Hulk. You can't even understand what you did. You're very like what, What's happening here? You have touched wounds. Wounds make people abnormal. I'm showing you how to find it. It's a sore unhealed. So they are odd. They could be they could be 62 year old men. All these people are carrying on and start killing people. That's the extreme manifestation. When you combine being spoiled, plus American society, plus gone. It's an entitlement mentality. When you combine parents who come down and say, Johnny, have you eaten anything? Would you like to eat? Then they give you food. He turns it on the table. Johnny... Should I make something else for you? How will he not shoot people? <laughs> what do you think will happen? After raising such an odd being. It is why when I see Nigerians do it too, Kai, God save us, save our country. May they watch only Nigerian beings. <laughs> God forgive me. <laughs> I think Nigerian people, maybe they're acting that nonsense too. I don't know. What is it? The child stand and tell, I hate you. Johnny, Johnny. What do we do you? Who I hate you hate too. Come here. Did you hate the food I gave you? Did you hate? Did you hate the food? Did you hate the food? You hate you. Come on, say you love mommy and daddy. Don't come on. You hate you. Hate you. But you ate my food. You hate you. I'm telling you. Remove my clothes. Remove it. I'm going to sleep in your house. You have the mind to. Uh, you can even carry that in your mind. In my, in my Go outside and hate me. You notice how you love me fast. When you lose my clothes, my food, my room, my bed, everything. You will love me. Say, mommy. I'm just thinking about how wonderful you are as a person. See, and you do that, you have brought clarity to the child. Clarity. Your children will have epiphanies. Moments of serendipity. All that nonsense. Why, when he carries a gun, why would he not shoot you? When you used to follow him around, follow him around like a slave. 
a slave because they tell you it is normal. What is normal about such behavior? God save us. God really save us like this from modern nonsense. Oga, Revelations 2. How did it end? You have tested and exposed as liars. See, in the body of Christ, forget about the big title or anything. Just think about this. Someone that comes to you like God sends me here. That's what the word apostle means, apostolos. Those who falsely claim that they were sent. When someone comes into your life, even if it's a small person, that is not as a preacher. Are you listening to me? How many of you know God can lead someone to stay with you? How many of you know God can send someone to you to help you in one way or the other in different areas of life? I'm just giving you a little something. You must learn to recognize, and this is where prayer comes in. Pray without ceasing. Father God, is this person that is coming? Father God, is this job? Father God, is this new colleague that is acting friendly? Father God, pray about things. Ask the Lord. Don't just, especially for people like us in this church, because we try to embrace everybody. We are the ones that are the most prone to embracing. But God tells us to test. Jeremiah 6. God tells us to test all things. First Thessalonians 5. First. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast to what can you people test all things? Hold fast. If you don't know it, learn it. Come on, test all things. Hold fast. Now say it. First Thessalonians 5 to 1. Then we, you sing it again. And I'll look at everyone that can't say this simple sentence. Then you tell me if it is John chapter 21, we should memorize. First Thessalonians 5.21 says, Test all things, hold fast to what is good. Again, First Thessalonians 5.21 Test all things, Hold fast to what is good. Now let's sing it again two times. Then we'll remove it. I want to look at the faces of those that cannot learn this. So we send it to primary school. Two, three, go. Test all things. Hold fast. Don't drag it down. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Can you hold fast to what is good? Will you hold fast to what is good? To what is good? Oh yeah, say it. One more time. It's so simple, Abby. Ah, we are about to learn a memory verse. Yeah, I'll find someone to catch. Collect transfer money from. <laughs> One more time. First Thessalonians 5 21. Test all things. What does it mean? It says you should test all things. 
He says you should test all things. You're commanded. And I just showed you a chart that Jesus was saying, well done. You tested them. You found them to be false. He didn't say, how dare you check them out? How dare you check my servants? How dare you? How dare you? Who gave you the temerity to assess a servant of God? That's not what the Bible says. Is that what is being preached? Yeah. When you stand in front of Jesus, you ask if you had a Bible. All those you are, no, no, me as I see me, 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 you and me, me, no more, bro. You are commanded to test things. And I just showed you that you are to test people. Matthew 7, he said, by their fruit, you will know them. And he went on to explain that a good tree brings forth good fruit. And an evil tree brings forth evil fruit. That a tree is known by its fruit. So how do you know if it's a good tree or not? You know you can stand and see a tree. You don't know it, right? So what do you do? You walk to the tree. You go under it. You look for the fruit, not the leaves. Because the leaves can be like this. Whole shoulders like this. Yes, my name is... Have you not seen trees that look very leafy? Yeah. Did Jesus not see a tree like that? Yeah. How did he end with that tree? Yeah. Did Jesus say, what beautiful leaves, what a lovely building, what an amazing setup, what impressive technologies you use. Did he do that? No. Jesus said, what kind of tree is this? What kind of 419 tree is this? <laughs> There is no fruit on this tree and I am hungry. May God not come to you when he's hungry and you have no fruit. Amen. Ah, courses follow fake trees. They checked and this tree was a deceiver. Falsely claiming to be a fruit tree. Claiming I'm a fig tree. For those who don't understand, Israel is pictured as a fig tree. Isaiah chapter 5, you can go and read it. And he was saying in that story, for those who are confused, Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. He came to them and checked for fruit. He is the son of the owner of the vineyard who was sent finally and there was no fruit. They even killed him. So they were cursed. And Israel went blind and were scattered across the face of the earth. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple, their temple was pulled down every stone. He warned them, as he was telling them those stories, they should have taken note. Jesus was for a sign, the book of Luke tells you, for a sign that would be spoken against. Everything he did was saying something. He, Jesus wasn't just living. That tree, he didn't just cross it. Mm -mm. He was telling Israelites, he was telling his disciples, this is what will happen. Your people will wither. The scriptures say, the next day when they passed, they said, is this not the tree cursed? It has withered. It went from green to brown very fast. It died to its roots. That's a parable. That's a dark saying. That's our God talking to us and telling us you better produce fruit. I come to you. You don't give me fruit. You remember the story told? He said a certain husband and planted a vine or so and came first year, second year, third year 
the owner came and said, why is this plant here eh, occupying this land? Uproot it. And he said, please give me one more year. I will dig around it and put manure. If it does not bear fruit this time, then we can uproot it. That's what Jesus came to do. The foolish people killed him. But they still had a chance. He left behind his apostles to do the convincing. They preached. Acts chapter 3. Said, repent, save yourself from this untoward generation. They didn't still repent. He said, they killed. Jesus had prophesied it. He said, I'll send you apostles and prophets and teachers. First, second, third. Three witnesses. A threefold cord is not easily broken. He sent them all. He said, you will beat them up. You will torment them. You will even kill some. They did exactly that. And he said that all the punishment from Abel, the first Matthiah for righteousness, all the way down to Zechariah, son of Berechiah, in the book of Second Chronicles, all of them would be upon your generation. And it happened that way. And the Jews, have they suffered? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ah, they have suffered. <laughs> and there's one time they said one man killed six million of them. One people group. They catch you. Second of all, they'll remove your teeth. If there's any gold in it, they'll pull it out. And it's not necessary they'll kill you before they pull it out. Put plier inside the ah. It is why you cannot read the news to know what is happening. You cannot follow the news. You better read your Bible. You better find out how God thinks. They opened their mouth. They said, when Pilate, a Roman, said, ah, my hands are clean. No, this man is innocent. He washed his hand. They said, let the curse be on us and our children. Let it be on us and our children. And it was. It was. Terrible curse. But he gave them an extra year. He gave them another span of time. Many people joke with their extras. God will give them an extra time. They don't, then they'll, they'll spit on it. They'll trample it on their foot. When God has given you another cycle, even when you deserve judgment. Unwise people despise special chances. Very unwise people. You are allowed by our king. Jeremiah 6.27. Just read one verse. We are allowed to test everything. We are actually commanded to. Give it to me in different translations. I have appointed you to examine my people like all. So that you may know and try their ways. This was a message. <laughs> it said, I have appointed you to be an assayer among my people. A refiner so that you may know and assay their way of life. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress. What? Among my people that thou mayest know and try their way. Mm -mm, someone mixed up. Aha, this is the closest. I have made you a metal tester among my people, so you may observe and test their ways. NIV says, I have made you a tester of metals 
and my people the all that you may observe and test their ways so people are to be tested are you hearing me it is god's will that you test things have i warned you if you don't test you will be deceived jesus said it no less than three times directly in the gospels take care that you are not deceived over and over again in other words test it and then he will give you ways of testing if they say this if they do if you don't care what he said you should use to test so you walk in you didn't care which chemical was there you just picked anything and drank ah it looks it looks like the color of wine and you drank it what if it's acid get ready for your bowels to pour out and for you to die a horrific death everyone tests things you want to buy clothes you test if it fits you how many of you learned that the hard way how many of you learned the hard way that you should check the clothing if it fits you before you pay money and and travel back to you <clears throat> from about how many of you found out experience taught you because oh this one is so nice you put it on it stopped here <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't move. It locked your hands. You have to call your sister. Come and remove this. Thing. And from that time, <laughs> when you're going shopping, you wear diving suit <laughs> because you must check everything you you never took. You even bought your own tape. God commands you to test things he commends you for testing it if you don't go under the tree and check the fruits check how is this ministry how is this person how is this minister how is this service i am not saying that a, a fruit may not have some spots on it do you understand that's not what i'm saying how many of you have eaten fruits we relish the hard things you have to use a knife this surgery first before you eat it that mango you're like eh if you know your price you won't do this nonsense you just some you removed half you didn't you didn't throw it away yeah man. it's 500 naira small money this is you are my meal this one eating tonight cannot be playing like that if you like be bad even if it's like this remain i'll eat it after that you ate the seed was screaming <laughs> i am not saying that the fruit on the tree is perfect but at least you know if it's mango yes not some poisonous thing not something when you open you don't even know what you're seeing have you ever seen something look attractive and it didn't mean anything Has eaten star, wait a star fruit. Uh, that one that when you take it, it gives you bah, bah, bah. slaps you up and that. Who knows this thing? We had it on the farm where we used to go for. It was all over the ground. It's just very ripe, yellow. How much more if you buy the green one? As you bite, you hold your teeth like this. Everyone thinks you're smiling at them. Meanwhile, you're in pain. Now, when so a ministry has put forth itself, woo, a place of love, 
making giants of men. You now carry your body and go under the tree. That is the first food. Ah, ah, two teeth come out. You bite the second one, your tongue is hanging out. Every encounter, up and down, left and right. And then you try your best to convince yourself that no, this is not how the real, real, real ministry is because of all these bad examples, which can be true. The one time now, you now have the fortune or misfortune of encountering the, 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 the tree itself, not even the fruits of the ministry, the tree. You meet the mother God. And you run looking for the other ones you met before. <laughs> because the man becomes Ekbe Zoo at once. Like, he, he doesn't gradually change. Whatever I heard a story like this. I mean, where. How many of you know unbelievers chike? Whatever I heard stories of people. They, are called, they don't even check. They just go straight to the point. That is it. Even, even the courtesy of saying, fine girl. Just <laughs> grab your Georgie Potty. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen such a thing. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've heard rumors. But I'm saying, have you ever been shocked? at the difference between how a tree appeared and how it was. If you had tested it, Jesus, the one who is our master, says, test it. Test it first. You can walk like this into a place and listen. This church, one day I should calculate the number of people that pass, have passed through our church group. On average, average, Every meeting we've had for seven years, six years was on average, and I'm a very low average, three new people have come. Now, some people say five, some will say six, but three, let me say three. Very few meetings has there been known first timer. Very few. I don't know if it's up to, I don't know, 20 meetings in six years that there wasn't someone that was there for the first time. And sometimes there are nine new people. 11, 15, sometimes on average, they six first timers. So they come and go. Since I'm not big on holding anyone down and I'm not looking for everybody, I'm looking for solid metal. I'm looking for gold. This me, sorry, don't be angry with me, yours, whatever you are. Yeah, I'm looking for gold. That's the job I'm doing for my master. I'm looking for. Good quality. Good quality. Why? Because my work is not outer court work. Bronze. My work is holy place and holy of holy work. Everything here is gold. Everything here is gold. You can manage bronze here. Yeah? This one you mix. It's an alloy. You manage. You don't manage here. Yeah? My ministry is not outer court. We do outer cuts to process them in, but this is not my train. My training is to work on this. 
I work on this. I hammer this gold. Don't be confused. In fact, leave it. It's not your business. So it will confuse some people. How come? How come we don't try harder to keep people? For what? You bring all sorts of bronzy things. Some of you, every bronze material you run after. <laughs> See, you know, I keep, the only reason why I tell you some of these things is so it will help you because some of you get so worried. I'm like, ah, why? Uh, why? Where, I keep telling you, where is the space? Where is the space now? Say, no, now you ought to. Have you seen them process gold? I saw a video, five minutes, I have it somewhere. If I have short video, how they bring out gold. If you see the amount of energy, material, what they did, you see what came out at the end, you'll be weak. See the small gold at the end. See all the energy. Bah, bah, all sorts of things. See the small gold. One, two bars, three. I'm like, wow. But one of those gold ingots can sell for massive amounts of money. That's the thing about gold top quality stuff. A lot of labor. You may go through 500 people to get one. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, most people will never. They can't do, no. They like it available in commercial quantities. Yeah, in case you're hearing me, servant of God. It's okay. I think it might be a calling too. Go and read Ezekiel 44, you understand? I won't explain, so if you like. There are two, there are two kinds of priests. Zadok and the other guys. They are the ones they do out of God. You can read their future. That passage will tell you their future. Different job for different people. Me, I want to be inside so I must be blind to the outside world. These guys under the sky. These guys are under a covered area, secluded. It's a different kind of ministry. Most preachers have never heard any of this. They don't even know. Everything I've just said so far. Like, eh? Which shoes they are calling? Because they stay so close to the world, just by the gate. It's very easy to run in and out here. That's why today we don't know what you are. One leg in, one leg out. If you want to be a vessel fit for your master's use, you're going to have to pay a price. You'll be processed more. You'll be refined more. Then the master will ask, you have access to him in a way you see there in Ezekiel 44. There's a level of access that you'll experience. Is this okay? Praise God. What type do you want to be? I think I've shared the message. No message again. I'm going to learn a memory verse and we'll go. Because I don't want anybody to leave before we end. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. 
Don't become a stumbling block to Jews or Greeks or to the Church of God. Just as I myself try to please everybody in every way. I don't look out for my own benefit, but rather for the benefit of many people so that they might be saved. Again. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Don't become a standard rock to Jews or Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I myself try to please everybody in every way. I don't look out for my own benefit, but rather for the benefit of many I think I want to touch this song. I don't like God's people suffering. <laughs> now, if you hear it ten times, you learn it. But so Sunday morning, I will work on it, polish it tomorrow, and then then we arrange it a bit. But I think this one should win the competition. Now there are some others I like. I like the Stanley D. Watson. I like the Loretta's and the term is Loretta. They didn't give me names. I just said, but I kept wondering who are these. There's the one that sounded as if someone stole someone's phone. <laughs> by, by, by 1 a.m. <laughs> Where some of you look at? I should be speaking my mind again. Okay, I'll be like a man of God. All right, so children of God. Therefore, whether you eat or drink. All right, so let's let's just pray from this passage and close. I hope nobody sent a question. Ah, good children. <coughs> but someone has a question. At least two people here have questions. They are disturbing my head. You have a question about what I said about testing. Quick, raise your hand. Though. The first time where I see now, I will answer. If you're online, raise your hand online before you ask the question. But don't, again, no begging. I don't even want you to have the question. It's just that uh, seeing as I don't work for you. Don't take away that scripture. Leave it there. Whatever, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Do you see whatever you do? Do everything for the glory of God. Let me answer someone's question that they are too cowardly to ask. So every time someone hears something like you need to test things, you need to test the ministry, you need to test. When you hear ministry, you think of a, a house, a building, a place. People carry ministries. Are you hearing? Oh, yes. Diakonia, the word means service. A diakonos is a servant. Servants carry out services. There's no service without a servant. There's nothing like that. So when you say a ministry, typically it's tied to a person. So literally, a human being is a diakonos, from which it's anglicized into deacon. Okay, but it means one who serves. So every time you read in your Bible and they say, oh, the ministry committed to us is a diakonia, the service committed to the servant. So if you have a ministry, it means you're a servant. The word minister translated just a servant a servant in your language english okay 
that's why you have ministry of Ed, minister of education the servant in charge of education that's where it comes from it's not a title it's a it's a job it's a job it's like say a teller teller is not a title it's a job when you hear teller you know he souls doctor you know he treats people mechanic you know what he does servant of god minister of god he serves god how is he different from ordinary people he's different in that he has turned his focus from other things mainly to focus on serving god why because you can be focused on serving the people of this world but you're still a servant of god like we saw in romans 13 just some days ago where it says that our leaders presidents vice president of bible directly says they are servants of god directly it's not that i interpreted it it's direct because god wants this civil the earth organized he knows without government there will be chaos but he also has those who serve in the temple first corinthians 9 temple who focus on the house of god so most times you hear servant of god they are meant to serve god by serving christians specifically that's my job and the job of many servants of god why you need to test this because there are those who pretend to be serving god by serving his people do you understand so picture a servant in a house does he only take food and give oga and madam does he not serve them by cooking food and giving the children in the house so luke chapter 12 tells you directly who is that good and faithful servant then god tells you how the good and faithful servant serve luke chapter 12 verse 35 so write it down in case you <coughs> book of luke <coughs> you can read down to verse 44 but we won't read it you know just read from verse you know where jesus was speaking be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning are you seeing go on go on go on then you will be like servants waiting for their master from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks they can open the door for him at once you see the focus here seems to be on the master right question how do you how are you ready for your master blessed are those servants happy remember remember who you need to keep company with to be happy the children of god good you're united in what you're hearing thinking practicing and that should be scripture as you do that you'll be happy now if he comes when the master finds you on watch when he returns how are you going to be found on watch? does he mean by standing and praying all the time no i'll show you truly i tell you he'll dress himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and he himself will come and wait on them so when jesus comes and meets them he says he will tell them relax and he will start serving them listen if you've never been motivated to serve god it's because you don't know what god will do for you a day will come many servants of god that have served him through the ages enduring many things many servants of god have gone through so many things preaching the gospel in the most difficult situations being rejected by their family mocked opposed i'm not talking about just those they killed those they killed died and left the earth and went to heaven 
Don't pity someone that is in heaven. I've told you. It's the ones that are here. Those are the suffer heads. Now there are people, they labor and labor and labor. God sees their labor and you bless them accordingly. It's not your business. However, there are those who pretend to be laboring for God, but they are laboring, Philippians 3, for their belly. The scriptures say he will serve them. Keep going. Even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night and finds them and let those servants will be blessed. Whenever he comes and meets them, they will be happy. But understand this. If the house homeowner had known at what other thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect. Lord, said Peter, are you addressing this parable to us, these 12 of us here now, or these your disciples, or to everyone else as well? Is it just for us? Is it only us that will be positioned? One day you, you, you come and be serving us. You've heard of the Lord, the banquet supper of the Lamb. You've heard of different things. Things will happen that, oh, you know, see, I don't talk about hell as much. I talk about the lake of fire because that's what the Bible talks about. But I, I don't, because people mix up Hades with, they mix up everything. And I, I don't like that. Go through our classes. Take note of the distinctions, these distinctions. When you mix things, you say a, a male is a male. They are flogging all the males. So you bring one year olds and start flogging them? No. You must distinguish things. Hades is different from Gehenna, which is different from Tartarus. Uh, you must know the distinction. It matters. It, when you read the Bible wrong, you understand it wrong. You teach it wrong. People believe wrong. Then they misunderstand God. I don't want to know any difference. But you, when you go to the markets, you make a distinction. You should make distinctions. You should learn, except you're ignorant. Eh? But when you have the chance to learn the difference, learn it. <coughs> Peter asked, who is it for? And the Lord answered, who then is the faithful and wise manager? I'm showing you how to be ready for service, for your master to come and meet you. All that thing, when they said it, you're thinking, yes, that's why I don't joke every day. I spend no less than two hours. Kata, kata. I scatter the power of the devourer. Kata, kata. That is not standing, except your calling is that specifically. Son, I want you to, daughter, I want you praying like this about this. Baby, say, stand up. I secure. I coordinate. I administrate, I fabricate, I elevate. What? But many people do this. Many of you should pray like that before you came here. Total confusion, waste of time. If you spend that time praying for me, the blessings will come on you. No, 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 stop that. Don't pray, don't talk nonsense. God does not like it. But many people talk about it because you don't know any better. That's not how you serve the Lord. By coming up with what you want. No, you serve him by doing. He said, take this money. Occupy till I come. Take, go and trade. He tells you what to do with it. You don't do what you like with it. Carry it and go and say to all your relatives. I've blown up. No. You were told to trade. 
Spiritual trading. This is what he says. This is what he means by being dressed and ready for service. Faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their portion at the proper time. That is how you serve. This is how he finds you ready. When he comes, you like now, right now, this every Friday evening, Wednesday evening too, Sunday morning, different meetings, sometimes three times a week, sometimes more, depending. Every time I come to the servants of my master, those who serve my master, not those who don't serve him, which I've spent time explaining, that I'm careful to identify who are those that are serving this my God. And what do I do? I give you your portion. When? Not any time, not every time, at the proper time. For there's a proper time and procedure for every matter though a person may be weighed down by misery why is that passage then in, in Ecclesiastes 8 because even if you are miserable you must follow the proper time and procedure take note this servant is not blessed because he was just coming hey you people uh, I mean they said I should serve you uh, take now take your fufu take your fufu take your fufu take 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 eat uh, uh, what time? Portion. Their portion. You have to give them their own portion. You don't give them someone else's portion. You don't give her his portion and give him her portion. That means what I say to him should be what he needs to hear. What I say to her is what she needs to hear. Are you listening? The moment you don't care, you just do anything you like. You're going to create confusion. So next thing he thinks his calling is her calling and vice versa. You have distorted their well-being. Are you hearing me? You have to pay the proper price. And this is the challenge. It takes time and care and attention. Uh, which one was young? Oh, some you may have to call. Hello, uh, mommy, twins. Sorry, which one did you say what? It's called prayer. Are you listening? You may have to study. Study extra. What does this place really mean? Okay, people, I want to point out to you the difference. It takes time and effort. You can't be careless. You can't recklessly share out. I don't... I, you can't just pick it. I've seen people throw out things with zero regard for where it comes from. Don't. He said, be a portion and at the proper time. Not the servants that come out and say, you people should go and eat, you people should go and eat. What time? Children have been hungry. Have you, who is from, who is the Bibio here? Are we heard that expression before? This is how people's children are from hunger. Because you want to travel. Because you want to do what you like. And you keep bringing people and say, hey, come and preach, come and preach. They come, they preach all sorts of nonsense. The ones that dance, come and dance. The ones that do, hey, jiggy, 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 jiggy. I remember going for a program. In uni, you're in 2000 and waiting. Dear God, what was that? I don't know what drama, what they're acting or singing. But people were doing something like, what did they even do? Who was that? Oh, weird movement. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, I, I, I have no clue. I, 
I don't know what that was. And they, it seemed it was part of the meeting. There are people, nobody has ever told you anything. You don't even know anything. Listen, you'll be judged. Go and read the full passage to 44. You'll be judged. What did you give the children? What did you give the fellow servants? You gathered them and wasted their time. You're not allowed. No, you're supposed to give them their proper portion. Your own is two wraps. Your own is one wrap. So one-on-one, -on -one, there are things I'll say to you. There are things, when I'm preaching, why I touch on many things. I touch on many things because I'm listening to the master. And someone needs this and needs this and needs this and needs this. Some people, everything they are going to say is all coordinated. And some people go to church endlessly and keep saying, there was nothing here for me. I was not served with anything. For you to be able to serve them, their proper person, you must have listened to their master. <sighs> and there's a price. You must pause. You must be calm. You must stop running after money and everything else to be able to hear their master. And you must die to opinions of men to be able to serve people what they need. Many times I preach on things, I don't even know why I'm preaching it. Like what is, who is it? But I found out from endless experience that someone needs it specifically. And no matter how it seems not to rhyme with the other parts of the message, I'll say it. Because so, that's someone's portion at this time. Are you understanding? Yes, but if you came out here to impress, praise the Lord. You came to impress. And you stand here and say, the Lord says, I would like you to open to the book of... And you hoped you didn't ruffle, you know, you watch how you stood. Every pose was for the... That's what you came to do, I mean. How many of you have fed children before? It's the neatest, smoothest thing, right? They behave so well, they don't they? Then they wipe them up. <laughs> Feeding children is a messy matter. Have you heard me? Yeah. If you don't know, you know. Don't worry. All those men like my well, Ananda is my wife. By the grace of God, she'll go out. And there will not be a house girl. You feed the child. Then you know the definition of war. <laughs> you think you're a man. Wait. Till you have your first child. And I claim me, you know, if you beat that child. You learn to respect your wife. Give stranglehold. <laughs> I hope you understand everything I've said. There's a portion and there's a proper time. This is how your master must meet you. Are you hearing? Anyone that is not doing this is out of line. Is this clear? Is this clear? Those things you people are sending. In five, in six minutes, we are out of here. So anything you're doing, I retain the right to answer none. Scriptures say, everything you do, you should do it for the, the glory of God. So when you test people, and you're testing it for the glory of God, it's not from a place of spite. It's not from a place of pride. Are you understanding? It's from a place of, my God will not be happy if I don't test. 
what I'm believing and what I'm listening to and who is laying hands on me. Are you hearing me? Do you understand me? If you don't test, if you don't care, your master is not happy. You should do it for the glory of God. And what will be the result? You won't be a stumbling block to religious, unbelievers, church of God. Any kind of people. You don't purposely make people trip and say, I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks. You must care. Because the Bible says you should care. Do you understand? Therefore, what you teach must not put God's name into a place of dishonor. You have to do it the right way. You have to follow the right procedure. You have to test all things. And when you found the right way, hold fast to what is good. Do we test unbelievers around us as well? People can be trust normally. How do we go about life without being paranoid? That's This is for unbelievers. I've told you, you pray about it. That's how you test it. You pray about it. You ask the Lord, God, what do I do? You ask the Lord. You commit all things to the Lord. All things, okay? And seek wise counsel. Write down, whoever asks that question, if you don't know, it's um, Proverbs 24, verse 5 and 6. For by wise counsel, wait your war. In this house, people have mentors. We call them shepherds, whatever. You talk with them, say, oh, there's this person who has been like this, like that. What do you think? Sometimes they can see through quickly. There are many times I've told the people I mentor, many times I tell them something and they're like, uh, out of respect, they may not say anything. Then they come back one month later. Sir, sir, you don't believe. I always find it amazing when they say you don't believe. I don't understand. I told you this one month ago. I'll not believe what I told you. I believe you already. I already told you. And they will come and say, huh, do you know that thing? Try. Try. Many, many times. And I'm a very optimistic person. Very. I'm very trusting. Super trusting. I'm the one always rebuking people. No, you're, you're too pessimistic. But you can learn to be a bit more discerning. Sir, please, if a Christian shouldn't help an unbeliever. <laughs> when you leave, don't help them, have you heard? Because I told you not to help them, have you? That's what you heard. When you come to church, you'll be sleeping with your eyes open. <laughs> All right, give me Galatians. Five. So if you know, say I didn't tell him. Verse, verse nine. Quickly, I'm out of time. Eh? Six. Verse nine. Let us not grow weary in well doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Next verse to eleven. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. We'll stop at ten. To everyone. Do good to everyone. And especially to the family of faith. Have you heard? God is by us, naturally, his children. You take care of his household first. So those called to serve in the house, they focus on the house. There are those that are called to focus on getting outsiders into the house of God. It's an evangelistic gifting. Not to pursue. Some of us are, are, some of us are trained. Our calling is to focus on those that have come in to shape them. It's a very important job. Because when you shape them well, 
half of them may be sent out to bring more in. Is that okay? Why everyone must do their own, be faithful in their own ministry. If the reward for evil can be shared, if it can be shared, are we still here? How can we also share in the reward for someone's good deeds? The same way you share in the evil deeds now. I'm not in the department of rewards, so I'm not. not there. No, no, no. This one is God. This is God's. Did we read it in Revelation 22? Who will handle rewards? God will handle rewards. Please, this is above my pay grade, I bet. They don't pay me this much. Hmm? The Bible tells you who will handle rewards. Who did he say will handle it? He said you reward every man according to his deeds, good or evil. Everybody will be rewarded. We don't know how. So Paul said in First Corinthians 4, he said don't judge anything before the time. You don't know how you do it. But I'm sure. Go and read Luke 19 and Matthew 25. He said to one, you rule over 10 cities. That was a reward. For those who don't know, and this is the parting shot, a major, the rewards will be shared on earth. They will not parcel out heaven. Jesus is returning to earth. He's going to set up a worldwide kingdom on this earth, and he'll share out the nations of this earth, cities, the people. In case you don't know, in case you have somehow not attended any of our believers' Bible school, attend. In case you can't, go online, access, register with the Gamka School of Ministry. On our website, you can get the audio, but it's better if you get the Gamka School of Ministry version, the videos. It's more detailed because it's more recent. It's more thorough. Go through that series of classes. Go through it. All right? If you can't afford, it's written there, if you can't afford to register, you can't afford uh, 5,000 naira. Ask for a scholarship. We will give you. Then you get access. Download the videos. If you're far away, watch it. Take notes. Have a notebook. Big notebooks. Go through the school. So you can teach others too. Learn how you'll be rewarded. When you're rewarded, you'll be happy. You'll be very, very happy. Okay? A day is coming. There are people here. I pray I'll be among. There are people here that will own you. You will be there. Someone will own you. You call it connected. The Bible says so. It says you rule over five cities. Then there are people, they will have nothing. And they will be on this earth. You have nothing. If you like, kill yourself for elections. A day is coming when Jesus will share the earth out. Then you understand most of the scriptures that you are trying to fulfill now. Many preachers don't understand. They try to make people force themselves out of the proper time. They don't know. Very few people are called to be Daniel. Very few people are called to be Daniel. Very few. But some are called to be in the age to come. Many. Are you hearing? Because our brother will be the king of kings. Do you understand? Do you think you want cities to rule? Who wants to be a governor of cities? If you do the things you have heard today, you might qualify. I'd like us to stand to our feet. Let me tell you people a quick thing. For those that are visiting or new or whoever you are. Now, I rarely stop people from going out. 99% of the time you can go. But I have a slight prophetic dimension. Eh? Sometimes people shout out. Sometimes they steal people's things. 
now they it almost almost never happens to us. I'm not even sure it has really happened before, except the person deserved it. Or God wanted to give someone a new phone. That has happened. Okay? So if I tell you don't move, one out of 1,000 meetings, try not to. Uh, to Prevention is better than cure. Uh, not the one you got. Then. Say, oh, you see what happened to me? What happened to you? What happens? You didn't obey instructions. You think you know anything. You, you, what do you know? You know your head, what is in your head. Your small head. But God knows everything. Is that okay? Mm. Anytime you hear me say, don't move. Try not to move. At least you know I don't normally do that. Not that you stand and say, oh! oh. Prevention is better. Book of Zedekiah. <laughs> But I'm saying that seriously. Mm? Just, you don't have to understand. Just to bait. Just to bait. Mam Baidunam. In Jesus' name. You want to pray? One minute to pray. You're lifting your hands and saying, Father, I want a good reward. Mm? Come on, pray. Separate me from those that will give me evil rewards. Please, God, deliver me from them. May I have nothing to do with them. Separate me. Separate me. Let my soul not be found in the company of the wicked. Let my soul not be found in the company of the wicked. Thank you. Separate us. May we be happy in the company of those who fear you. Help me do all things that will give God glory, including testing all things. Lord, help me to be one who tests, who seeks God's glory, who does not settle for low quality that dishonors the Lord. Thank you. Blessed be your name. Amen. I'll pray for you, and then I'll pray for the first time. As That prayer will be for everyone. And then I'll pray for the first time. As those that are going down towards South Africa access, go together with those that are going that way. Don't go by yourself, one one like that. I think there's at least one car that goes that way. Just go downstairs and find out. And those that are going closer. Allow those that are going further to go. Timber Tony goes further down. So allow those those that are going further. Find out when you go downstairs. Or even up here before you leave. We will be here on Sunday. By what time? First meeting, eight. Workers meeting, second one. Eight forty-five. Even if you're a visitor and you're coming to join us on Saturday, on Sunday, you can come by eight forty-five or nine. Okay, but don't come late. Mm? Gold, gold quality. Okay, let's work on gold, eh? Uh, stop being cheap iron, eh? They call it pig iron. Hmm? Who has heard it before? You've heard pig iron before? Oh, that's something. Ah. For all those that were saying, ah, pastors, come again, I'll be easy. You see? Pig iron, low quality, right? Don't do it anyhow. Some of you are pig iron. Why are you shouting? It's the truth. I've tested you. That's what I came up with. Low quality iron. Because the time when you hit it, bang, it breaks. 
and you want to fight the devil and win, how will you win him? And don't win you finish. How many of you want to be good quality? Raise your hands. Father, I'm asking for everyone in this space that we will become good quality material in Jesus' name. Able to bring down the works of Satan with great power. Maybe when we pierce into the heart of the dragon, it reaches his heart. Father, may we be unbreakable. In the face of any and every kind of attack, may we be unbreakable. Thank you, great God. I ask for a blessing on your children. They gathered just to be with you. You said in your presence there's fullness of joy. I give joy to people here. Yeah. You said there are pleasures forevermore. Receive pleasures you didn't expect. Yeah. Even tomorrow. May you have reasons to smell foolishly. May you have reason to smell foolishly. And tell us on Sunday in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you help everyone here get to know your times and seasons. And deliver us completely from the mindset that says, you must do one thing or the other before you experience God's goodness. Someone here who needs that deliverance, deliver them from that mindset. And then I ask for healing. To reach into the deepest places of wounded souls. Let these ones know the God that made us. May we not just hear about you with the hair of our ears only. May we see you with the seeing of our eyes. Thank you. Father, I pray for every offering. If you have an offering, take it. Father, ask that you receive it from them. As every offering that has been given already between Wednesday and today, I ask that it be received. I ask, Father God, that you use it to serve your household. Thank you for all those who have helped serve others' needs. Thank you. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. Give them happiness, yes, God. And I ask that you give them the ability to continue to cause happiness in the lives of others, increasingly. And those that haven't had much ability, help them to have. Thank you. As they go, may your grace and mercy accompany them. In the name of Jesus. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods.com hyphen lighthouse dot org